Thank you, Kelly Robinson. Good morning, everybody. And good morning to uh, the whole team here, ready to get this program underway. I look forward to being with you and to uh, answering your lawn and garden questions. I have my wrong phone number card up. I have three programs I do, and if you call that number, you're going to get some other kind of program. Hang on just a second here. I'll get that done. I knew there was one more thing. 888-256-1080. The guy on that card wasn't Jared Taylor. He's my producer of this program. The guy on that card was still asleep, I'm sure. So I'll not give him any credit right now. He doesn't deserve it. Anyway, give us a call right now, if you will, please. Jared is standing by, producing the program, and also ready to answer your phone call. We are live here on the last Saturday of July. Oh, one more month of this mess. Oh, get us through the summer. Let's talk about the plants at your place. Let's talk about what's going on in your garden. And I'll try to help you and your plants struggle on through and to the finish line. Um, hopefully by early to mid-September, we'll begin to get some cooler weather and some, some rain. Some of Texas got some pretty good showers. I was looking, I, I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I've told you that many times. I don't try to hide that fact. I grew up in College Station. I have traveled all over the state, serving with the Extension Service and traveling with my dad earlier as a, a kid helping him while he did research for Texas A&M. So I've spent a lot of time in a lot of parts of Texas. I know my home state pretty well. And uh, I, I, it, it breaks my heart to hear of various cities in water curtailments and in, uh, in dire need of rain and having fires and all of that. And uh, so last night when I looked at weather maps and saw Gainesville just absolutely having a wonderful rain, I rejoiced, and some of the rest of you have had some rains, and many of the rest of you, if not most of the rest of you, not so much. I looked at Alpine. Alpine finally got some rain. They've had, uh, what was it, six inches this year, and I looked at one point, and they hadn't had anything in six months, and uh, they have several days with 30 to 40 percent chance of rain, Fort Davis as well. So maybe the tide will turn, and maybe we'll get caught up. Maybe, maybe. We live on maybes when you live in Texas. <laughs> but it's a great place to live. Let's talk gardening. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. And if you have questions that relate to what can I do with the, the water restrictions I'm given, I'll try to help you. If uh, you don't have water restrictions, you just have normal gardening questions for this time of year, I'll try to help you. I've been doing this program for about 35 years. I've been doing commercial radio for 43 years, and I've been working with Extension before that, actually now uh, some total of uh, 52 years, and soon to roll that dial to 53 years. And so I feel like I know my way around town just a little. 888 256 1080. And yet every call is something new. I learn more than I give on this program. That's why I enjoy it so very much. 888-256-1080. Normally at this time of year, I would be telling you that this is the time in your, in your gardening to plant many of the fall vegetables. You're very late, too late to plant fall tomatoes in most of Texas, except along the Gulf Coast and in the Rio Grande Valley. So keep that in mind if you want to plant them. If you're in those areas, you'd be fine. We have listeners in Corpus Christi and in Victoria. You would be fine uh, in uh, for tomatoes and peppers. Um, 
for other folks in Central Texas and North Central Texas, you're fine right now to plant green beans, bush beans, uh, cucumbers, squash. This is prime time for these vegetables, corn. Um, if you have any seed potatoes left over from your spring garden, potatoes that are still sound and that you didn't devour, then those would be good seed potatoes to plant into your fall garden. But you're going to have to water, and if you're in water curtailments, you're going to have to cope with that somehow, however you're allowed to. Um, but the, the time for those vegetables comes now. Coal crops, C-O-L-E, out of the cabbage family, coleslaw, uh, broccoli, cauliflower, and uh, Brussels sprouts, and kale, all are planted about mid-August in most of Texas. And then leaf and root vegetables come up in late August. That'd be lettuce, spinach, radishes, carrots, things of that sort. If you're way down in the valley, uh, well, we don't have any valley stations, but if you're in in Corpus or in Victoria, those dates slide back by a couple of weeks into September. The fall application date for pre-emergent weed control is one month from right now. The last week of August, the first week of September. So just remember that I warned you uh, to control the winter grassy weeds, annual bluegrass, rescue grass, and ryegrass. You apply Dimension or Baylan or Halts in late August, last week of August, or first week of September. You get one chance, and if you blow it during those two weeks, you've blown it for the whole year. That's what we have to get us started, and we have uh, two lines open, two filled, two empty. And the, uh, well, we have one empty now. I'm selling well. 888-256-1080. Jared challenged me, said, let's see if we can get them sold out before we take our first break. I didn't quite make it, but we came close. Thank you for that. 888-256-1080. So we'll go ahead and take our first break. And uh, I'll tell you about the fifth printing of Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I have left it at thirty-two ninety-five until I run out of that fifth printing. It's my summer special. And it won't go much longer because I have now taken delivery of all remaining copies of that fifth printing. They're all in my garage right now waiting to be signed. I'll be signing a bunch of them tonight and tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow night and Monday. And then they will be taken to the post office and shipped out. I sign them as I sell them. I'd love to sell one to you. It's only $32.95. Oh, my goodness. That price will never go down to that low again. And I just want to get all the fifth printing out of the way. Sixth printing will be thirty-eight ninety-five, and the fifth printing has uh, there are two paragraphs in the beginning chapter that are are different, and they acknowledge the existence of that cold spell in February of 2021. You know about that cold spell last year. No big change, and uh, but that's the only difference. And so you might as well save that six dollars and get it right away. So fifth printing. Uh, chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas, the hardiness zones, the, the, the weather maps, all of that, soil maps of Texas. Chapter two is a 48-page calendar that tells you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of the plants in your landscape and garden. Four pages per month of what you need to do when in your landscape and garden. Chapters three through 11 Cover in just incredible detail trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. 
There are 840 of my photographs, 344 pages of high-quality paper in a hardback book printed in San Antonio, not in China. I wanted to go to all of the press checks to make sure that this book was done exactly the way I wanted it. I can hand it to you and say this is the best work of my career. It may be the only gardening reference book you'll need, and you can get it at that incredible sale price if you act immediately. There are two ways you can order it. And uh, I need to warn you, it's not in stores and not on Amazon, so those are not the two ways. The two ways are to call my office Monday through Friday or go to my website right now. The office number for Monday through Friday business hours, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The, the website is neilsperry.com, but order before I run out. Satisfaction completely guaranteed or full refund. I've never been asked for a refund, and so I think you're going to like the book. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. It seems like these days, temporary storage facilities are on every street corner. Have you noticed that? But let's do a little bit of math. For what you're paying in yearly costs for that storage room that you're renting, you could own your own metal storage building right there in your own backyard. How convenient. That's with a Mueller Backyard Building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble. They come with bolt-together design, and they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home, and you're not throwing away money by leasing storage. Their kits come in a variety of sizes with more than 30 colors from which to choose. That adds style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller has pre-engineered standard series buildings to accommodate almost any need. Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. See all of the options at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. They're Mueller, they're made in America, and they're made to last MuellerInc.com. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly, very, very much. Let's uh, go to that first call, and that'll be George in Corpus Christi. George, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Neil. How are you? I'm well, thank you, sir. Good to hear from you. How can I help? Good. Uh, Comment first. Uh, I'm very familiar with that printer in San Antonio, and it's an excellent printer. I mean, I've dealt with them for 23 years, so they they use that, well, you asked for high-quality paper. I'm sure that's what they use, and they're fantastic. I am That's so happy thing. to hear you say that. Thank you. I That's love the, the people. That's the first thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of the people there. But anyways, uh, I grew some sunflowers and minis. I had bought a package from H-E-B, and everybody loves them in the neighborhood. And they're like the, the ones under three feet. Uh, they go from like a foot and a half to three feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got four heads right now, a lot of seeds. I took one off, and there's a lot of mature seeds, it seems. But how long... Should I keep the head on the plant to get the most mature seeds after it's done doing what it's got to do? You have to leave them there until they are dry and chaffy and will flick out okay. when you rub your thumb over them. And okay. uh, 
you, you stand out there and you watch, and when the sparrows are flying in and you feel the air okay. moving around you, that's the time to harvest them. <laughs> it's okay. better if you, can, if you can get some kind of a piece of cheesecloth or a, a oh, piece okay. of old stocking or something and, sure. and put over them right there toward the end so that the birds can't get to them. Okay, let me ask you a question. Is it too late? Because my neighbors want some. Is it too late, like in three, four weeks, because they're starting to wilt now? Is it too late to do a second growing in that, in Corpus? Let's see. So would you be buying another packet, or would you be using your no, own seed? No, no. I want to try those. You want to try those. So, yeah, let's see. If they were ripe, mature in, uh, we'll they're say, almost, mid-August. Yeah. Um, so that would take, when did you plant these? Uh, about 70 days ago. All right. So that's two and a half months, and so mid-August yeah. would be mid-September, mid-October, 1st of November. Your killing, first killing freeze is not the 1st of November, so you should be okay. No. It's worth trying. It's worth trying. Yeah, yeah. Everybody loves them. I love those things. It's like, it's like God's way of saying good morning or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. I love some do you, uh, I love some Do you know Andy at Clear Visions? Uh no, I know Debbie and a few others. Are Andy is sales. my lead press man. Has been there for all all six printings, and oh, I, cool! I would follow him all over the world. He's he's just great. But anyway, that's yeah. Because I I work for Andy a and in San Antonio, and yeah, we would lose printing to them because their quality was uh, way better than ours. So oh, that, gosh. that's how, that's how come that's how come I know that they are a great printer. But I, I was uh, in the printing business for twenty five years. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. And that's, that's a hard business. People don't realize how hard that work oh, is. Oh, it's, it's very hard. And I was so and grateful. difficult to get that paper. Yeah, it is tough to get the paper. I was so grateful mm. when they did the first printing that my wife and I drove from Dallas down to, uh, down to San Antonio. We ordered pizzas uh-huh. for everybody in the shop, and we found a place that did 32-inch pizzas. <laughs> and... And they were highly oh, yeah. rated on TripAdvisor. We took yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah and we couldn't get through some of the doors. 48. That was yes. I think they have a 48. You got to eat there. Yeah, uh-huh. it's it's just incredible. So we had a good time with them. They're great people. <laughs> but but uh, I enjoy your show and your newsletter. I look Thank at it you, George. And I'm going to buy you a book this week, by the way. <laughs> thank so, you. Anyways, anyways, you have a great day and uh, have a blessed weekend. And thank Same you. Same to you. I'll call again. I love thank the you. call. Call anytime. Take care. Let's go to Wade in Happy. We're going to go clear to the north part of Texas up by Amarillo. Wade, this is Neil. Good morning. Hey, Neil. Glad to talk to you. I really enjoy your book. Thank you. Thank you. What <clears> so I wanted I to update you. you. We, we've been so dry up here in the panhandle forever and we finally got a really good soak and shower last night and i saw that on the on weather that. yeah yes yes so we got anywhere from two and a half inches and all the way happy north everything in the north panhandle got got more probably three to four inches so boy that is great yes so my question is i've got fescue grass we're kind of on the edge of the oh kind of uh powder canyon area and so it's uh, calcium carbonate kind of soil you know uh cleachy soil and i've got spots that that just look like they're burning up and i know they're getting water and i, I put some max green it's like oh sulfur and, and iron you know low uh you're you familiar with max green uh yes i haven't used it but yes okay well, it's like twenty two fifty five. anyway i put that on there thinking that it's probably high pH 
thinking that it could get it greened up. I know we're getting water on it, but I just don't know what's going on with these spots. It just looks like it's just burning up. It's not like there's bugs or, you know, spotty. It's not spotty. It's just kind of random spots in the yard. Um, all right, this is all Bermuda, right? No, it's fescue. Fescue, all right. All right. Um, I, I, I have to confess that because fescue does not do well in hot weather, there isn't as much fescue south of you and southeast of you. Hot, humid weather is its nemesis. I don't have as much experience. I've, there's fescue in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but it has to be coddled along. And I've grown fescue, and I gave up. I just, it is not worth it. That's in DFW. Uh, those gotcha. of you who have cooler nights, and cooler is a relative thing, but if you get into the into the high 60s at night, it's so much better than high 70s and very humid. And that makes a lot of difference with fescue. I'm I'm wondering if this summer hasn't taken a toll on your fescue, unlike most summers. The hot, dry uh, conditions that you've had are more like what it would normally have found 150, 250 miles south of you, where fescue is a challenge and where fescue is rarely grown. I think it's saying to itself, where am I? This doesn't seem like happy Texas. I, I may be wrong. Um have you have you pulled on any of the clumps? Let me bring people up to speed. Fescue does not produce runners, folks. And so if it gets a disease called brown patch like our St. Augustine does, when, when it affects fescue, the whole plant dies, not just the leaf blades. Have you pulled on any of that? That was one of the things that I noticed with, with my fescue was that it got a lot of brown patch. And that usually would be in more humid conditions, so I don't think that's what you would have had, but it would certainly give you dead patches in your lawn. Uh, I'm I'm grasping at straws to be candid, Wade, because I I I, I think my okay. first Okay, yeah, so I'm I'm out here pulling it now and it's not really pulling up. Um, okay. and I'm I guess I should probably just take soil samples and turn them in and see I don't know that, that that's a soil anything. thing. I don't know that this is a soil thing. I think it's I think it's more a, a climatic. You know, what, what's a soil test going to show you? Because the grass in that, so how big are these dead patches or brown patches? Oh, probably 15 by, by 20. You feet? know. Yeah, yes. Feet, all right. And uh, is there any difference in the amount of shade that, that the brown patch gets versus patches that look better? Not really, and it's not it's not a low spot. It's not a high spot. All right, just, so so you so you have brown patches beneath trees. No, beneath the trees are fine, but I kind of fertilize okay. under the trees. No, no, don't tell me more. I'm asking. Hang on, good. just answer, just answer. So, are all of the brown patches out in full sun? Yes. And and there is no brown patch beneath a tree or in the shade anywhere. No. No. All right. That would tend to tell me that it may not, it may just be the hot, dry weather. Fescue doesn't do well in hot, dry weather. It's a northern bunch grass, a cool season bunch grass. And I think what you're seeing is exactly what I started saying. 
it is not a grass that's very well suited south and east and southeast of you that you're at, you're not at the southern boundary of it, but you're getting close. And this year, yeah. you're beyond it. I think that's what it is. Oh. What you're going to need to do is overseed or reseed in September and get a new stand or a, a rejuvenated stand going. That's. I think that's what it is. I don't think it's anything else. It's certainly not a soil test need because the soil beneath your trees is the same as the soil out in the open space. You'd be wasting your money with a soil test. Okay. okay. I'd rather have you buy seed. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for that. And my second question is, and I just described describe my soil to you, <clears throat> we have some fruit trees that have really yellow leaves on them, and I don't know if that's an iron deficiency or, or what we need to do there, but our our fruit trees aren't really doing great. All right. What fruit trees a, do you have? got a yellow tint to them, like a really yellow tint to them. All right, and that may be iron. What what types of fruit trees do you have? Oh, I don't know the this one that's really yellow, but we've got like a. Uh, hey, Leo, what pear tree? All right. Well, let me let me give you a broad stroke. I, I've got other callers I need to move to, but the general consensus on iron deficiency which is what happens when you have alkaline soil is that you will see yellowed leaves with dark green veins and they will be most prominent at the ends of the branches the newest growth and um, as the problem gets worse the veins even will turn yellow and then the whole thing will turn white out at the ends and then and then brown or black not to be confused with fire blight um, but but it will turn yellow with dark green veins. The older leaves will be darker green or at least uh, closer to green than, than the, the ends of the branches. You can add yeah. iron and sulfur. Sulfur will help, so to say, acidify the soil and keep the iron soluble. But there are parts of Texas where it's very difficult to get enough iron into the soil and enough sulfur into the soil to correct iron deficiency. It's going to be very difficult to turn it around. Now, that's if it's just plain iron deficiency. I can't, it, it would take another 30 minutes to figure out if that's all that's going on. You may have other problems that's keeping the, the tree, individual tree, from taking up the iron that is there. It could have some kind of trunk damage or something else going on. But that's what yes, will happen. Pears are very susceptible to iron deficiency. Peaches are notoriously susceptible. So those are those are two that you would expect to see it. But I hope that And helps. you would recommend those, those deals that drill into the trunk and put those inserts in? I would not because that just opens up a wound in the trunk. I would recommend uh, the applications in the summer, spring and summer, of iron and a sulfur soil acidifier and see if you get a quick... Uh, uh, pick me up and, and see if that helps. You can inject, and uh, I believe that those are still going to require a, um, an applicator's license. I don't think a consumer can buy those products. I may be wrong, but uh, I, I'm not into drilling into the trunks of especially peach trees. Uh, okay. You could, you, could, you, could, you could try a foliar spray if you wanted to. Just remember that all iron products will stain uh, masonry and and uh, concrete of all kinds 
and uh, painted surfaces. So anyway, hope that helps. Got to run. Appreciate your call very, very much. Thank you, sir. Let me tell you about Neil Spray's eGardens, my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email, and it comes to you Thursday just a little after 6 p.m., and as I say, it is free and always will be. There will never be a, a uh, let's see, a, what they say on apps, uh, in, in online purchases available, a, a subscription model is available. This is a subscription. i got to have your email address, that's all. But I will never give or sell it to anybody, and I'm not going to spam you. It's a very completely safe process i just need a way to send it to you Eighty thousand people have trusted us Eighty thousand people get e-gardens each thursday and people tell me how much they enjoy it i think you will too that's neil spray's e-gardens uh, there are five stories in e-gardens each week always a featured plant of the week always a, a a section called gardening this weekend where i point out the most important things to be done that particular weekend and then a couple of other stories uh, our revised and expanded Q&A section, it has gone over so well. Take a look at it. You uh, can see the most recent issue of it by going to the uh, same place where you sign up for it, and that's on my website, neilsperry.com, and then click on eGardens, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on eGardens. I'll be back with more right after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much, and we're ready to go back to the phone lines. We have two open lines. If you'd like to call, we'll get you on the air, 888-256-1080. I don't talk quite as rapidly as Kelly did, 888-256-1080. Let's go to Janine and Brian. Janine, this is Neil. Good morning. Is it Jane? Oh, I'm sorry. I just read my screen there. I read it wrong, I guess. Yes, it is in Brian. Yes, this is Jane. All right, uh, well, Jane. Yes, I'm really envious of all of you getting rain because we have had none. <laughs> Tell me, uh, somebody wrote to my Q&A section and said that you were on water rationing, no outdoor watering. Is that correct? No, it's just after or early hours, later hours, not during the day. So it's reasonable, no, no yes, watering yes, during the daytime. Getting, okay. It's getting worse. There was a leak in Bryan, apparently, and they lost 30,000 uh, 30 gallon, 30, gallons of water from yeah. one of their pipelines. So it I was gotcha. really sort of disastrous. Yes, I got gotcha. you. Well, how can I help you? I hope I can. I see what your question is, and I don't know that I can. I'm going to try. Okay. Uh, my exoria, exoria is beautiful. It's a beautiful plant. And uh, when I got it, it had lots and lots of blooms. And this year I have four. I count them. You know, I go out and look. Uh, so uh, how do I, what am I doing wrong? I have found that to be one of the most frustrating plants I have ever bought. I don't know. <laughs> That's the answer. You waited 10 or 12 or 14 minutes for me to say, Jane, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, the th- only thing I can figure is that that must grow. It's a tropical plant, subtropical, and and it must grow in a cooler coastal climate that we have. Uh, in in Bryan College, I grew it in Bryan College Station where I was growing up, and and I've tried it in the Dallas Fort Worth area several times over the last many years. And you see it in Southern California where it is cooler, and it just is so happy. And I dang, that's it not is. fair. Beautiful. Yeah, they are very, very pretty. 
and they yeah. are sold in the spring, and that's when I always sucker up and and buy it, and then it it just kind of fizzles, and and so I, I kind of wonder if it isn't a plant that doesn't like the heat as much. Um, I would I would offer the idea of getting it through the next five or six weeks and see if it rebounds this fall. It might be that someone will call between now and the end of the program and offer a suggestion, but it's going to have to be somebody who has grown it successfully in Texas and can, can give the, the, the pointer of what it needs. Uh, that, that's the only way I'm going to accept that call. But they're frustrating. Okay. I've had, and I've had mealybug problems on them. By the time they get ready to bloom, they're, they, it seems to be one of the most prone plants for mealybugs. If you ever bring it into a greenhouse, it is the magnet of all magnets. So I'm I'm frustrated by it, and I I didn't have uh, Jared tell you Neil is clueless on the phone call off the <laughs> air because I wanted to admit it in front of everybody. I mean, there's some plants I can't grow. There are a lot, and and that's one of them. Okay, that's good. There, there's one other thing about Ecuria sure. though. It's a great Scrabble word when you have all vowels. I I bought the plant. That evening, played Scrabble, and I was able to use the word Exoria. It was uh, I, I was not aware of an I in the last syllable. I've always spelled yeah. it I-X-O-R-A. So I'm, yeah. I'm wrong? I-X-O-R-A, no. Oh, okay. Those, okay. All the vowels, though, I-X-O-R-A. Gotcha. I got you. Three gotcha. vowels in there, man. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That is uh, like facetious. Yeah, all the well, vowels okay. in order. Isn't this well, turning into a boring garden show? <laughs> no, not at all. Thank you very much. I enjoy it. That's wonderful. I enjoyed the call. I'm sorry I couldn't help you more. Thanks, Jane. Okay. okay. Dan in College Station. This is Neil. I'm going to have about the same kind of answer here. Dan, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thank you for taking my call. I yes, have a, a compost tumbler. I have a compost tumbler, and I wanted to know what the compost tea ratio is so I could spread the uh, compost tea on my flowers, etc. Dan, you're going to have to find another source of information. I'm not a believer. I, I'm sorry. That's that's something that I don't get into. I'm, I, I go the other fork in that road. And I'll be glad to do research for you. I tried during a couple of the longer breaks to see what I could find. Um, the one key word that I enter into any search that I do is the word university. I want it to be something from a land-grant university. And I didn't get anything quickly, but I'm sure there will be something if I had a little more time. Um, if you want to submit that to my uh, eGardens newsletter, I'd be happy to, to do that research, just given a little bit more time. But compost okay, tea is that. not something that I typically, um, that I typically <laughs> recommend or use. Okay. Uh, the other question is, uh, is there a residual effect from last year's brown patch? Yes, it does remain, and, and, and thanks. That's a, that's a really valid question, a good thing to remember for this year. It is a soil-borne disease, and it, it does stay around. We don't get rid of it. We just get rid of the current symptoms, and it will recur. It does require the same set of conditions, however, uh, cool, moist conditions. Yeah, but it it will show back up again. It's annoying. It's like uh, so. We do do we use the same uh, uh, fungicide that we used last year on the brown patch, or take all? 
I yeah, it is. Way. It's the same fungicide across the board, and that's made it a little bit easier for those of us in the uh, in the uh, uh, talk show business. Azoxystrobin uh, is the is the fungicide that now la- is labeled for all the patch diseases, brown patch, which is now called large patch. You may see it more and more often listed as large patch. I don't get that, but that's all right. Not my place to make decisions. But brown patch uh, is still a, a really good description of this disease of the fall. And uh, a gray leaf spot and uh, take-all root rot or take-all patch, all three can be controlled uh, with, uh, with azoxystrobin, which is in uh, the uh, Scott's product, Holtz Disease X. Um, and, and so, yes, that would work. Um, the, uh, what am I going to say? Oh, the fact that there are other things that we can do uh, away from fungicides that will help in controlling two of those things. In the case of gray leaf spot, we can avoid nitrogen in the summer. That's as important or more important than relying on fungicides all the time. Um, And then on brown patch, avoiding watering in the evenings is a huge help as well. But you already knew that, I'm sure. Okay, yes, I did. Thank you very kindly. And one other is browning tips of gardenia leaves is caused by overwatering or underwatering or what? Well, in College Station, because I grew up in College Station, it can be caused by, it would probably not be caused by overwatering per se. It could be caused by a plant that got too dry at one point. That's the point farthest from the roots. So if it gets too dry, that's where it's going to dry out and show the effects. But it can also be caused by the sodium that you have in the water. Uh, it's, it's a mineral burn uh, brought on by the, the high sodium content of the water and a lack of rain uh, to flush the, the water out, uh, the, uh, the soil out, to leach out that sodium out of the soil. That's probably what's happening. Um, this gardenia is in a planter on, the, on okay. my patio. All right. Well, that that makes it all the more dramatic because uh, each time you water, you add more sodium in that water uh, unwittingly. It's the same as putting uh, water in to boil eggs, and, and you never rinse the pan out. You just pour the water out, or you let it boil dry, and you put some more water in, and, and you let it boil dry and more. And, and it's the, the, the effect of the Great Salt Lake and the concentration of that sodium from the, from the water, from the College Station water system, gets stronger and stronger, and the plant suffers then. Eventually, the sodium gets so strong, it's a very saline uh, water. So the thing that you can do is water very heavily, and that re-dissolves the sodium and leaches it out the bottom, assuming that there's a place for it to go out the bottom of the planter box. Uh, this is, yes, this is, is my trick question when I'm, I have a trivia question at, a, at an event. If I'm trying to give away a door prize, I'll say, what, why can you not properly maintain a plant in a teacup you have a little house plant you grew up in a teacup why can you not water it properly everybody said oh you overwater it no not necessarily what if only put a thimble full every month that's not overwatering well then they they think they think they think and then finally somebody realizes probably you're putting mineral salts in and there's no place for them to go and that's the same thing as as happens when you have a a drought in an area like uh, Grayson County or, or Brazos County where there's a lot of sodium in the water. So that okay. would be my guess. Thank okay, Neil. Thank you very kindly for your time. I'm glad you called. Have a good day. Take care. Justin and Clint in Corpus Christi in Kingsville. We're going to South Texas. Stay with me. Let me do a, a quick uh, mention of uh, 
my, uh, what do I have here? Oh my goodness, do I have, I'm way behind on breaks. I'm just going to mention my book offer, my book, Fifth Printing, thirty-two ninety-five, and the way you can get it, the only two ways you can get it would be uh, from my office by calling Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW, or by going to my website, neilsperry.com. All right, thank you very much, Kelly. Just a couple of quick comments. If you have a brand new uh, set of nursery stock that you set out last spring, you need to be watering them by hand. I have seen several landscapes that are almost totally lost because people are counting on a sprinkler system to water them. I have seen some five-year-old landscapes that are totally lost because people are not watering them. Be careful. Just a little bit of water can save you thousands of dollars worth of plants. Hope you'll visit my website, neilsperry.com. That's where you find the uh, offer on my book at uh, $32.95. <laughs> Darn near gave it away. $32.95, and that is a fabulous price for you, and it's available at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. And that's also uh, where you can sign up for my free electronic newsletter, eGardens, at neilsperry.com. 1930s were difficult times for America. The country was in the Great Depression. Jobs were scarce. But hopes remained high because it was during that time that Mueller started making metal products. Now here we are 90 years later, and the Mueller name is known across the South as having the finest in quality steel and workmanship. Mueller and its products, they understand what it means to weather the storm. A Mueller metal roof is made to last and to protect you and your most valued possessions from the harsh weather we're accustomed to in our area. A Mueller metal roof can endure the intense sun, the heavy rain, hail and snowstorms for years to come that's a lot longer than a conventional roof if you want peace of mind for the future choose a metal roof for your home a roof that's been made by Mueller visit MuellerInc.com to learn more and to find a location near you you'll see why a Mueller metal roof is the best thing to put over your head give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER that's 877 877- Two six eight three five five three, or stop by one of their thirty-three locations. They're Mueller. They're fabulous. They're made in America, and they're made to last. MuellerInc.com. Thank you, Kelly. Let's go to Justin in Corpus Christi. Justin, this is Neil. Good morning. How can I help you? Yeah, I had a question about your uh, lawn down here in. Corpus Christi. What is a? I had a bought a house out in the middle of a field, and trying to figure out what kind of grass to put down. And I think most people would probably uh, uh, prefer to have uh, St. Augustine, Floratam, uh, look around and see what others have, and ask if they're satisfied with it. Talk to a good sod vendor in your area that would be planted from sod, and ask if that's not what uh, what that neighborhood prefers uh corpus christi varies a a good bit from the the, uh, coast area to inland but uh, that's what most of south deep south texas has and floratam st augustine would be uh, would be my recommendation to you okay sounds good thank you very much i'm glad you called have a good day thank you sir all right that was a loud 
clock. Felt like I was on 60 minutes there. Um, Clint uh, did not stay with us. He had a question from Kingsville, and he dropped off, so we'll hope to hear from him another time, another place. But anyway, uh, I have enjoyed very much being with you today. This uh, this has been fun. A lot of interesting questions and a lot of questions, so thank you. And uh, to Jared Taylor, keeping the show running, he does a great job with that, and I'm always grateful for that. Folks, keep yourself hydrated, keep your plants, your your uh, uh, your pets, your birds, keep everything hydrated so that you can get through another week, another month, and we can make it. We've done it before, and we can do it again. I'll be back next week, and then we'll just say happy gardening. <music>